now entered Free Range American Podcast, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Okay, we're recording. All right. Holy shit. Hello. We're doing that. How are you? Here we are. I'm great. I'm fantastic. It's great to see you guys. I know. Yeah, well, we're fresh off the wilderness. We've been on the river. We're... I saw pieces. some of them pictures. They were some nice pictures. Who was taking pictures? Yeah, you guys had like a little boyfriend trip, fly fishing, cooking, making cowboy coffee. It was good. We did. We did. We, uh, we, did. we had a great trip. It was, it was a lot of driving. We spent a lot of time driving, but we knocked down, we knocked down some, some incredible and epic terrain. We went to my buddy's 37th uh, he was his 37th year in law enforcement. So he retired from the Idaho state police. We stopped by, went to his retirement ceremony and that was great, man. Just getting a, being able to go out and hang out with a bunch of Idaho state police. It was, it was fantastic. Actually, there's a bunch of, bunch of law enforcement there. So are you so, guys completely done with the trip now? D-U-N buddy. We are. Wow. When are you coming back, Logie? We miss you in Texas. Well, we were just talking about that. We have a video that uh, we've got yeah. on the calendar that we've got to get done this week for 4th of July. Ooh. So we were going to see if we wanted to go on the old airplanes right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're, Ticket uh, prices aren't cheap. It's not not cheap. Don't know if you've looked lately. Are they not yeah. cheap? I thought I thought they were going to still be cheap based off of what's all going on. No, it's like it's the, tickets are really expensive right now, and I think because of COVID and the lack of people flying, they've had to increase the price per ticket because to make they it know worthwhile for the trip. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they know that the people that want to fly, it's going to be really important to them, so they can charge whatever fucking price they want. Yeah, I see that. Um, uh, but I was thinking about getting a perm. No, no, don't do that. No, no don't no, do that. that Evan, no. told me. can I get a perm? No, no, you just keep, keep no, that just keep growth going. Yeah, you have you have those beautiful guy. Portuguese locks flowing. You need to keep it going, bro. It's it's like a, you're finally becoming a respectable adult with that beautiful hair. Yeah, I think you just go like the the Zach Galifianakis, just slick it back. Yeah, just like yeah. I mean, they de- they they do want me to do facial hair for this, so they want like. Either a handlebar, or they want to do like the the Abraham Lincoln, or I don't remember handlebar, handlebar, yeah, handlebar, yeah, slick back hair, <laughs> yeah, yep. that's a that's a motocross announcer if you've ever seen one, yeah. Just remember, yeah. it's going to be televised, so yes, it, it's going to live forever. Oh I've, man, you smell that bean I've oil? Stop eating go. as of last night for the whole week. That that's <laughs> not healthy either. <laughs> My no, goal is twenty way. pounds by Friday. <laughs> Yeah, totally fine. You should be you should be in great health. I mean, you're already starting out this fast in pristine condition. You know what I mean? Uh, what were you? Just go for it. I just say, Jared just was send it. Jared was saying before he got on this podcast, he said, "I think I'm going to have a heart attack pretty soon." <laughs> Matt was like, "From what?" Which I thought was. Kind of a ridiculous question, right? Because well, it's a redundant question, him. but I still wanted to hear him like divulge what he thought you was influencing more than my usual. My arms and stuff keep going numb when I get a little, you know, when I do a little <laughs> too much walking or too many stairs. So <laughs> a little too much walking. Don't worry about that. You know what you do is you just you just restart it. You just restart it. Yeah. Like you just got to hit it, and you just get once you once you start feeling a little pain, just just give yourself a really hard hit. And maybe it'll shake some of that that uh, that cheese and stuff. Loose. Yeah, a lot of cheese. You know, I saw you guys doing some outdoor fitness up in Idaho. You guys were like going on little runs together and stuff. It was cute. Oh man, super cute. You know, yeah. that was in Lewiston, which is an awesome little town. We, that's where we we when we did the jet boat trip with Rusty. You guys yeah. remember that? Yeah, that's of course. Where we They're finally crossing over. There. What? Them together? Twenty two, twenty twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're crossing over. Crossing over. I don't know what that means. What are we referring to? Crossing over? You guys are going to get in a relationship. Yeah. Well, like a domestic partnership. Hey, I, I, I invited everybody. As I, I invited everybody. was like, hey, I wanted everybody to come up. And no, you did. You guys, you, guys, you guys had other work to do. I don't 
I just wanted you and Logie to bond. That's why I stayed back. Yeah, I, I made yeah, up excuses was, to work so you guys was, could bond. Yeah, yeah, we were thinking about him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Logan and I have a, have a very synergistic relationship because, y- you know, You're Logan like likes... person. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> it's, yeah. Logan's like the perfect hybrid between... Matt and me. It's like Matt yeah. and I had a baby. Yeah. I was, just, I was literally just going to say that. You know, he kind of dresses like me. He picks up some of my mannerisms and then he picks up your mannerisms with like the coffee and all of that. And he kind of mends them together to make a hybrid. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. And he, and he kind of took the body frame of me and you. So he went from like, you know, kind of muscular and kind of tall. But then you kind of offset it with your genetics to make him a little shorter, a little skinnier. And then, yeah. you know. I'm on the other end of the campsite eating all the s'more stuff at noon with satellite Dude, internet watching porn. That's why we needed you on this trip because, like, he's eating nothing but meat. Like, oh yeah, is only meat right now, which I'm a big fan of. But like, when I'm out, like, we're sitting around a campfire. I'd like a s'more. I really like it. We need my snacks, Yeah, we need you on snack detail. <laughs> like, I and I may I didn't make them, but just the the. Logan and Balls are uh, the the new guy to the crew. That's what he goes by. Oh, Balls. Okay. Balls. Yeah. Um, they endured my eating habits for the entire week, which was basically meat Egg, and limited vegetables. Yeah. Um, That's which good. I thought was interesting. Why? Yeah. Should I do that? I, neither one of them complained, oh. uh, which I thought was really interesting because when we were eating nothing but elk jerky for i i think we survived on nothing but elk jerky for just about three days we yeah, stopped at least three a little bit of bison yeah just elk man <laughs> just elk sticks elk jerky elk burgers elk brats i mean that sounds great i'm not i'm, oh. I'm in on that Speaking well his, oh good his his buddy has the main uh meat processing up just just outside of lewiston there and like dude you walk it's this tiny little thing they got a nice little black rifle stand in there and it's just the whole room is just freezers full of meat and it's like walking in like you you imagine like beautiful life music turning on as you walk into this place yeah and, beautiful heavenly rays just shining down on all these different types of meat that are all coming from that local area and process there and like years and years and years of just refining elk recipes to the perfect meat stick i'm getting hungry now yeah, i am too yeah. i gotta go on a killing fest here i'm getting really low on meat so i gotta go out and whap like five axes are we, are we still on for the big hunt where i'm the camp supervisor yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're not only so on, but like there's a lot of preparation. I ordered patches for myself. I've got a sash. Like right. I'm taking this very seriously. I started drawing a map. Right. Do you, did you look at another map to like get? <laughs> no, I don't overlay? know where we're going, but I've got a diagram <laughs> for the camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're doing that elk hunt in the fall. So what month is uh, that? It's at Deseret, right? We're doing the elk hunt at uh, up in the mountains of Utah. So, uh, and uh, just outside, of, what is that? Colville? Is that where that's at? Yeah, just outside of Colville. So it's uh, me, Matt, my dad, Matt's dad. So the four of us, and then Logan is going a couple weeks after us. So that's actually in August when we do that. When's Jared going? Jared's going with us. Yeah, He's just, the- he said he didn't want to kill it. Oh, okay. I'm on the camp. I'm on a camp team. Yeah, we were thinking yeah. we should get uh, old street bike Tommy up here. Yeah, to be the chef. Oh yeah, you got you're the like chef. the camp supervisor yeah, and the chef. That way we get to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every, when you guys get back after all of that hiking stuff that you guys do uh, when you hunt, <laughs> like you're gonna have, you know, I'll have the massage table set up. Wait, what? I'll have all Who's the, <laughs> Hold You're bringing on. snacks and essential oils. Yeah. All right. It's a party. <laughs> it's a five star fucking hunting trip. Massages. Like, <laughs> we'll snacks do a couple and essential feet oils. It's what Jared does. I think we should bring street bike Tommy for sure because that way yeah. we can Evan we can cut off the tenderloins of an elk yeah. right after we get the kill and toss them right on the grill. Yep. Mm. I already asked him about it. He's done that's a must have. Yeah. Yeah, that's a must have. I think. Are you, have to, are you in charge of snacks, Jared? Are you, you going to bring well, s'mores? I'm, I'm in charge of the camp. I'll make sure you, you've got your tent and your sleeping bags and your, and your chairs and the guitars. All, I, all that stuff is already set up, by the way. So, But I'm going to make sure that it stays there. 
<laughs> that chair so Sasquatch doesn't yeah, fucking that chair isn't gonna move Eric that's good that's that good. chair is not gonna move yeah we have a <laughs> canvas wall tent uh, we're putting that in this week so we'll have nice little canvas wall tent some cots up mm, there hot cots and um, we got a full week of hunting so hopefully well, not hopefully. The four of us should put four elk down for mm-hmm. sure. There's a lot of elk on, there, on this property. You know, maybe yeah. if there's like a short one, like a short walk, I might get one. You know, short maybe, walk. Yeah, if you're like there's sub mile, well, I'm thinking no, this, twenty yards that way. That's you just go over there. We have Rambo bikes now, <gasps> so you can be very stealth. On a bike, yeah, and that just changed the game. Yeah, and you barely have you put to that, exert any physical the, energy. The three hundred eight in your back, ride the little electric bike. You know, get your bugle on. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah. And I could put like a uh, like a Bluetooth speaker on the back, like one of those big ones. That would yeah. defeat the purpose of being stealth. I don't think so. Knowing Jared's luck, he'd probably play Five Finger Death Punch and like the elk would start bugling to Five Finger Death yeah. Punch and you'd get the first kill of like some massive like 500 SCI elk and you're like, what the fuck? It'll be like, man, I shot this giant elk and we'll, and we'll go, Jared, that, that's a cutthroat trout. It's not- <laughs> Not a, it's a giant pygmy. I can have trout sushi. Speaking about Mm. fish, I am my algorithm on Instagram now has been like populating with all these like really cool fish catches of like people spearing from like a high rise on a boat, um, catching them with their hands. I've been really into like how weird ways people probably because you were hanging out with Outlaw. You like got that's true. I touched his boat. I touched his boat. Yeah, really. We got to go with Outlaw, man. He uh, we did a really good show with him, and he said before they got here, they they bow fished and got like five hundred fish or whatever, whatever. I don't know. That might have been extension. Where at? Yeah, he said it was like three hundred plus here, somewhere around here. Yeah, I think uh, really Waco area, like a lake up in Waco, because yeah. that's where he was the night before. He's got a sick ass boat, dude, Evan, with like all the lights on the side that project into the water, so you get the the white light, so you can hit him with the bow. Sweet, man. Yeah, that sounds that really is fun. yeah. It's it's a blast. Hey, we've got a we've got a bow fishing trip if we want it. Like first couple of weeks of July in uh, Louisiana. I need to get out. I'm not going to lie. I need yeah. to get out. I've been stuck. Yeah. I mean, in my it's house like dude, it's, it's a five six hour drive from San Antonio. Oh, like, if we done. Go knock that oh, out. It's so good. Yeah, let's go do that. Done. I want a bow. It's a lot of fun. I mean, how much strength does it take to pull back one of them bows? I think you've got just enough. Okay. Yeah. We have you, the pink one that requires 20 pounds. It's really light. You're good. Okay. I could use a girl yeah. bow? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was just concerned. Hello yeah. Kitty. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Did you guys watch my video? Which you one? you put out a lot of videos. Well, one, I, I, which yes, one? I told you both about it yesterday. I said, go yeah, look at my I did. achievement. No, I Are you yeah. proud of me? It was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know it. He drew a what, penis what, what with his, his his F-16 crew or whatever. F-18. F-18. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Sorry. The wet boys. <laughs> the wet boys. Hey, hey, they, they drew yeah. a penis and they, they structured everything out with the th- – it was it – was, the, the time, effort, and planning that went into that was, was hyper impressive. And I know Evan likes math, so I was trying out some math. It's good. That That is impressive. I think – I'm just assuming it is. I'm assuming that that's impressive for you to do that. It was hard. Digitally. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, the flying formations is hard. Like, it's, I, uh, Evan, this, we're just going to do an update since we haven't talked in like a week. You guys have been sure. off the grid. I had to go get my LTC, my license to carry, because my dumb ass, I realized it, my uh, Colorado uh, CHL just expired. And since I didn't um, update my Texas one, I had to go to the, the four and a half hour class. It was... Oh, really? I got to give it to the instructor. He's in Bernie. He was, he was super nice. I was going into that thing like, this is going to be the worst thing ever, but he was actually pretty, pretty cool. But having to go shoot that pistol qual was, was fairly laughable. Oh man, man. You know what? I was was that 22 qual? What? Did you have to qual with the 22 or did you? No, I took, I just took a standard Glock, but I, I considered taking a high point or like a desert Eagle 50 just to make it interesting. But then I was like, (laughs) I'll just shoot. What is that? Yeah, what is yeah, what the, is that qual? It's yeah. it's fifty rounds. Um, <laughs> Twenty of them are at uh, three yards, and it's wow. essentially like a general ipstick target. And the right. A box is like this big. I mean, you, I could, I could probably pass 
blindfolded and intoxicated. Not that I'd ever shoot intoxicated, but it's 20 rounds at three, 20, 20 rounds at seven, and then 10 rounds at 15. And you just, I don't know. We passed it before we got to 15, but we still shot it. It, it was insanely easy. Insanely. Did you, did it just look like one group when you shot it? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. It was just, I punched a hole through my target like this. <laughs> even my dad, my dad was with me, punched a hole in the target. Eli was there too. We all went and did it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And the nice thing was the guy, uh, you know, he knew black rifles. So he let us go to a class all by ourselves. So that was dope because I didn't have to be in a classroom <laughs> with 30 people. <laughs> that's super cool. Like I, I haven't done that. I did the one in Utah. And I think Utah and Texas are, I, cause I had, I had that, I had my law enforcement creds forever. Mm-hmm. And so it's 50 state legal, but those are, those are expired now. So I got to start looking into the, the laws and regulations as far as what states, um, what is that called? When you have the state recognizes the other reciprocity. State. Yeah, there Reciprocity. we go. Reciprocity. Yeah, there's a map in there. I think Texas, I was surprised. I thought it was going to be far less states. It's 38 states. And I will say the class was fairly informational on like the legality side yeah. as far as where and right. what you can't carry. And I didn't know, but if someone posts a no firearms allowed sign, unless they have the verbiage in 30.06 or 30.07, it's not legally bounding. So if someone really? just has a sign that says no guns and they don't list out verbatim word for word of what that legislation says... Fuck you. Void. I can take it. Yeah, it's voided. Void. So That's good to know. Yeah, it's super yeah. good. I, I, but I know what you're talking about. Something sometimes good to do some signs do so. cite the 30 dots. Yeah, if they cite code. it verbatim, that means that business. But I think if you still carry in there, it's like a misdemeanor C, so it's it's a, it's like a traffic ticket. But if you carry into like the 51% side of the house of like alcohol, if 51% of their business over, right. that is a uh, misdemeanor A, which is very bad. One to 10 years in jail, so... Know, know your shit. That's I, I would say venture say that people that went through their class, like because the laws change actively. It, it's it's smart to to know where and where you can or cannot carry. Yeah, yeah. We just had Neil from Ready Gunner up here last week before we took off, and he he obviously has FFL, SOT, and all that. We were talking about that. We we're talking about actually bringing him on the show so he could talk about the legalities of you know one. What's it like to get your FFL and all the different certifications? You know, what's happening in the firearms market as far as what he's seen in the last several months, especially going into the election year, and then you have COVID. It's really interesting. And, you know, one of the things that we were, that we've been talking a lot about was that each one of the states and the municipalities, they have these different rules and regulations, mm-hmm. right? So it's not, and you really have to be aware and educated because you could find yourself in a really fucking bad place. If you cross a state line and yep. you're hot, you could really find yourself in a bad place. Well, that's legally. like a big part too. Like even like hypothetically, if I carry a Texas, you know, thing and I go into Louisiana, I have to abide obviously by um, Louisiana's license to carry or concealed handgun license um, laws. So even if I'm in Texas, whatever state you're in, you're, you're bound by whatever, um, legal stuff they have in place in that state, obviously, but a lot of people don't know that. Well, yeah, because there's only, there's only so many states that have like Florida and Texas that have the castle law, Mm -hmm. whereas others do not. So you can't, that changes when you can draw and even fire. The guy actually had a pretty funny thing. He was like, every bullet has a lawyer. And I'm like, yep, that's very true. Because like, I think it's that that thing of like, oh, man, I'll do this. But it's like you're getting sued no matter what. He's like, people that shoot a crackhead trying to stab him to death get sued by the crackhead's family. And right. you're going to pay like no matter what. Even if you're completely legal in every action you took, you know, people are just sue heavy these days. And um, you'll you'll definitely eat up about 80 grand in lawyer fees. Well, there's a bunch of organizations out there where they have – uh, they come with certain amount of liability protection. Yep. Depending, you know, but you have to have to, depending, right? So there's there's a, quite a few different organizations out there that carry an insurance policy with that. Yep. So if you join the organization, uh, you'll actually be covered. And I think the NRA had that for a long time with one of their yeah. subsidiary assets. I think Gun Owners of America has that. Yeah, Gun Owners of America. There's a couple really good ones. It's yeah. like a what? It's like. Yeah. 
20 or 15 bucks a month. And then if you ever mm-hmm. end up having to use your firearm in self-defense, they, uh, they represent you in, in court, which is pretty dope, which I, yeah, I will I, sign up for that. And like, I hope I never have to use it uh, again, but you know, I'd rather be covered by people know what the fuck they're doing and you're not paying a hundred grand in lawyer fees because nobody wants that. No, I, especially us. Right. So, you know, they can make, they can make us look really bad. Yeah. You know, here's this former military veteran yeah. that, you know, was, was just like trying to, to become a sociopathic murderer. And it's yeah, like one step away from con air, man, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, it always reminds me of that kick cope story, right? Because at the end of the day, when you're being um, sued or anything, they're going to take your whole background into context Try and the jury it, yeah. is going to be the person that judges you essentially. And so mm-hmm. if I'm out there and someone's trying to stab me to death and I gun them down, there is cause for people to emotionally believe that I could have with special operations training, not used a firearm and use right. my pinky finger and uh, right. disarm the knife, which is ridiculous. Right. But people in their little fantasy brains might be like, Oh, that would work. Yeah. Why'd you have to shoot but, them? You know what? I mean, we need to update that. Like if, if an investigation is completed and you lawfully used your firearm, mm-hmm. you should not be allowed to sue. Like we make still the laws. Will. Still will though. Yeah. But we should just say you can't. Yeah. Like, we make the laws. <laughs> like, and I we learned, should make that law. I didn't know this. I learned some cool shit in that thing. Um, when you're talking to a dispatcher now, dispatcher car- carries law. So if they say, say, stay in your house, you uh-huh. have to stay in your house. That is legally binding by the oh, dispatcher. Really? I didn't know that. And that's why, like, when you talk to the dispatcher, like, Roger, good. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> But right. but I'm not saying do that. But right that that whatever the dispatcher says is legally bounding within reason. I guess so. I've heard. The, look that shit up. <laughs> well, it's a totally it, it, not to change the subject, but you know it dovetails into this one, which is this idea where the law enforcement they have the decision or the mental acuity to wound people and not kill them when they're in the middle of a fight, which is. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I was having that conversation with, uh, well, well, I was having a ton of conversations with uh, Idaho State Police guys up last week. And we were talking about that. And we were talking about, you know, the analogy I was putting out to people that don't quite understand, you know, what it's like to be in a fight for your life with a firearm. It's like just to get a level of proficiency with a firearm to hit the target that you're aiming at is just one level, right? It's that's just like... It's thousands of rounds of repetitive, correct training that allow you to be accurate with a firearm. And then put that into the context of a fight, but then put that into the context of a fight with a legally binding ROE on top of that. So then you have, you know, not only the the, the laws. Confusion, stress. Stress. Well, and you don't... Yeah. And that's, and that's not taking anything away from, you know, bad sociopathic cops out there that they're just looking to do harm. But I do think that they're in the very, very small percentages. You know, most of the law enforcement out there, I think they're uh, underfunded and undertrained. And then they find themselves in a situation where, you know, are they competitive fighters? Are they competitive and, you know, top level shooters? No, they're proficient at engaging people in a law enforcement capacity. But then when things go wrong, and I was framing this up for uh, my neighbor, we were talking, like if you're a 150 pound female and you're in a traffic stop with a guy that's, you know, 6'6", 250 pounds, and he wants to kill you, and that thing goes sideways, the only thing that equalizes that scenario is the firearm. In some some scenarios, your taser isn't going to do that that entire engagement justice. So then you're in a fight for your life and you want the mental acuity to shoot and wound someone. And oh, by the way, they're trying to bash your head in or take your firearm away and kill you with it. And uh, it's just kind of a ridiculous, ridiculous argument. No, a lot of, a lot of people that have that, that train of thought have never been put in a situation anywhere close to this. No, and I think that every we were talking about it. We were talking about the mayors and the different uh, council members and people like that 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 
are not only writing legislation, but they might be in a management position over law enforcement. What would do them really well is if you put them into live shoot house scenarios with some munitions and allowed them to experience it, even with a red suit on when somebody's pursuing you, trying to beat the shit out of you and ask them, yeah. Do you have the ability to do this? Can, can you just consciously decide that you're just going to shoot this no, person? No, they're the ones making the decisions. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they sh- absolutely should be should be put. Yeah. This. yeah. And if these are the people that are developing the policies, developing how it's going to be conducted, like they absolutely should run through the scenario to see what yes. it's like. They should have to be in these scenarios. If they're going to be in charge of law enforcement, they should have to have some type of scenario based training where there is pain as a consequence to your failure in order to make ethical decisions for the entire population of their municipality. There's zero, from, from my perspective, there's, there's not even a, a rational argument otherwise. It's like if you're going to be in charge of law enforcement, you're going to expect them to go out and engage people and carry firearms. You should have to experience a level, at least some level of stress inoculation to feel what it's like to be on the streets protecting, you know, protecting our community. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. I mean, I I know I'm sure everybody here, but I know Evan, some of the stuff we went through for previous employment that we did like that, that's part of it. You even see dudes with, you know, 10 years in special operations crumble under like the situations they put you in there because it is hyper, hyper stressful. It's confusing. You're having to read an entire room, be situationally aware and then make like life or death decisions based off of what your lens is in that scenario. And it, it requires a very high level of thinking and you're not always going to be correct. And you, you even see that, right? I'm sure you did with like guys that yeah. were freaking great warriors and then they're put under certain situations and they're getting clubbed in the head. They're getting punched and shot with Sims and they're just like, I don't know what to do. And I, yeah, I couldn't agree more because unless you've ever been in those environments and understood what like life or death stress is, it is so hard to calculate and, and create legislation that can like holds people accountable for that kind of stuff. Cause you just, you can't understand it unless you've been there. There's just, there's no way we'd see it thousands of of repetitions of putting guys through CQB scenarios or close quarters battle scenarios in the shoot house and building complex scenarios that replicated the worst of of the of the scenario that we you'd be walking into you would see guys fail continuously like to Matt's point you'd see guys fail continuously and they have thousands of hours of training and You know, I remember one, uh, you know, we used to do this a lot where, you know, you would put guys in these really uh, intense scenarios where you'd ramp everything up to the highest, you know, hand-to-hand combat scenario and with, you know, pads, not like you're not getting like your head bashed in with no pads, but like pads. And then the very next scenario is a guy comes up and asks you for directions and you're, you got to go from way up here to way down here. And then one of the scenarios would be a hybrid where you think this guy's just going to ask you for directions. And then he fucking gives you an undercut to your chin that knocks you onto the, onto your ass because you are thinking and kind of gliding into the scenario. Oh, this is a direction scenario. It's no big deal. And then pow, you're on your ass. (laughs) Now you're, you know, we would jam their guns. So we'd intentionally create these scenarios where their guns didn't work, where, you know, they were very confusing. You'd have multiple different people. So you're trying to put yourself in to a situation where you can see all of the people too, which is, man, the, the, the complex problem solving and split decision making in these tactical scenarios is so complex. And I think the the defund the police narrative that's happening. I think it's a great conversation (laughs) point because I think what that needs to provoke, which I think is a completely fucking ridiculous statement in its, in in its, not, not in its entirety, but it's a fucking complete ridiculous statement. I think it's fund the police to a proper level where they can receive a higher amount of training so they can continue to differentiate really complex scenarios and not, have the only tool in their kit bag being a firearm. And obviously there are a ton of law enforcement officers that do an incredible job every day. But I was reading a statistic on how many hours it takes to graduate from a police academy versus how many hours it takes to graduate from 
like a culinary hair. academy. Uh, culinary. Uh, no, it's a culinary academy or cutting hair or something like that. Like it's, it's way like, lower, isn't it? Yeah. And so you're thinking like, man, it takes you longer to become a no shit chef than it does for you to go out and protect yeah. the you streets. Know how, how long police academy? Is there is there a structure? To well, it no, there's no. I don't think there's any national average. I think it's it's department by department. Is it agency by agency? I, I think there are different academies, but I think there are you know the federal law enforcement academies have a certain standard because a lot of this is also investigative and it goes into law. Right. It, it so the tactical scenarios are really limited because most of this is just becoming really familiar with understanding constitutional rights, local law uh, and regulations. And then, and then now building in the tactical scenarios, I could see how that could be like really difficult to get enough training. And then most of these law enforcement offices are really un- underfunded. You know, I used to do that for guys all the time as a few years, uh, a few years ago when I was teaching a lot, I would go up and teach, you know, advanced carbine and pistol and pay for the ammo and all they'd have to do is just supply the range. I would go up there and teach guys. And I was surprised as to how much training they actually had um, because the expectation is when things are really pear-shaped, the guys that are going to save you are going to go in and, and get the job done. My buddy Ed was telling me about they had an active shooter that was barricaded and he killed his wife, um, a couple other officers. people. And uh, had barricaded himself into a, a church, shot the person that was running the church, like the priest or somebody, and barricaded, and they didn't know where he was. And he was shot some officers showing up on the scene. And then when he got the call, you know, it had elevated essentially to the TAC team, and they were tightening shin scraps. Like, okay, we got to go in. Like, we're, we're going in. It's a barricaded shooter. We're going in. We don't have a choice. Woo, brother, man, if you're not super familiar and comfy with wielding that carbine, that could be really <laughs> spicy for everybody, right? And you don't know. It could be spicy for stability. the guys behind you. <laughs> yeah, everybody involved. <laughs> but, you know, if we think defunding it is the solution to that, boy, I don't know. No, I mean, and I, that's, oh, go ahead, Lou. That's super commonplace, though. This is, this is remote Idaho. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, this is remote Idaho. An area that doesn't have a huge population already. Like this is the type of stuff that guys have to face on a regular basis throughout their careers. Like imagine that amplified in a major urban area like Atlanta. Like how many hard decisions do you have to make on a daily basis when you're going through these and the, the amount of criminals that are there yeah. who want who aren't really, you know, just kind of living their day to day. Like they're out to do evil shit. Yeah, they're out to do evil shit, and then it put and then a civilian lack of empathy from a certain portion of our society, where and they want that law enforcement officer that just made entry into an active shooter that just literally just Dude, you know, I mean shot an active shooter, and then he that that guy had killed multiple people, so they did you know crime scene they you know they eliminated the active shooter, and then the next day they're back out on the streets pulling people, you know, pulling people over for traffic violations. And the expectation from the civilian community is that this guy's just going to be super fucking nice and totally cool. It's like, but you don't know, man, like, you know, one of my best friends was a Virginia state trooper for quite a while. And he used to tell me the things that would get to him were like, you know, scooping the kids off the street and traffic accidents. Like, you know, that's a fucking psychologically devastating thing when you have kids to go out and clean up traffic accidents from guys that are drunk driving and, you know, popping oxy and fucking texting. It's just like the lack of empathy that we have and not we, but definitely not bucketing us in that whatsoever, but this lack of empathy that, you know, that, that is out there for law enforcement. It's, it's disheartening. It really is. Like, I, I just don't think enough people are trying to put themselves in the shoes of no, the guys out there. And they also no. aren't taking the they, – they aren't taking the person, every individual person into the concept. I mean, I saw this video clip of just four people holding middle fingers to a cop's face because he's standing yeah. by a barricade. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you don't yeah. know that guy. And that is a person right there that, that, that volunteered to do a job that sucks. 
and he doesn't. Yeah. And, they, and they don't get paid like rock stars. It's not fucking. No. It's not. It's not like oh well, uh, yeah. he did it for the money. No, he fucking did it no. because they don't get it's, fucking paid. I love and, that idea. <laughs> Fund the police, dude. I, I'm in the Fun. same. I'm in the same way. I, I think with with like teachers and law enforcement, the we hold certain people to such a high expectation, yet they get treated like crap every day, and they get paid like shit. Yeah. And if these are people that are protecting our streets, educating our youth, like we have to invest in the people that are building those environments. And, and, and yeah. to your point, it's just like the military too, like the bureaucracy involved. I mean, I know infantry guys that qualified in basic training and maybe shot one range qual before they went to a rock to carry right. a gun on the streets. And you're like, maybe we should have invested a little more time in shoot, no shoot scenarios, how to like properly use a firearm. Like, and there's so much more we could do to set people up for success rather than just like throwing them to the wolves and high, holding them to an unreal expectation when we're not willing to compensate them or give Dude, them the respect that they, they, they deserve. I the, mean, the right. training is never blamed. And that's what's that. That was like in 2009 when they started cutting our training back, like they were cutting, cutting things that we, we had used for years to teach these guys to get ready for this. We never, when, when problems happen, we never go back and go, well, Hey, we had these budget cuts and we had to cut out four and a half weeks of this, of this pipeline. Yeah. You, you know, we're not holding and, and, and that decision rested on a mayor or a sheriff or somebody in, in the political position that said, okay, we don't have money for this anymore. So you never blame the training when, when people are trying to wipe it away or wash their hands of, oh, we, we could do that one online. We could do that one CBT. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be in person for this one. It's like, Get the fuck out of here. It's so disappointing, man. Like this whole defund the police. It's just like we're shooting the messenger. Like these are the guys that raise their hand voluntarily to uphold the laws that our our decision makers put into place and we're ostracizing them. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like I hear a bunch of guys from Atlanta PD are just quitting the force. And it's like, man, how much experience is just walking out the door because the whole, or not the whole country, but they just feel so much outrage towards them. I would probably be the same. Maybe be like, I don't need this, man. Nope, like, fuck I, it. I busted my ass my whole career to serve the community, and this is what I get back. Like, fuck this, man. I'm out. Yeah, I, I think I think this is a lot like the veterans returning home from Vietnam scenario, where they were blaming the soldiers for politicians fucking. Yeah, Incredible. politicians fucked up. Nobody's done their job, and nobody's been held accountable. And we're 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 taking it all out on them. And Atlanta's getting what they deserve at this point. It's like, yeah, all of them should walk out and let them let them experience what that let life him. look like. Let, that life looks like, and then hold your mayor accountable once you go. Oh fuck, what did we do? Well, I I, I guess from my perspective, when I look at this stuff from the brass tacks of it, it's it, to Logan's point saying. We're killing the messenger on this. Nobody is holding the governors, the mayors, our state congressmen, our local District senators. Like these, like, like these are the people you have to blame. They have to have key performance indicators. They have to be evaluated and measured by the success criteria of the people that work for them. Yeah. Because guess what? That's how business yeah, works. You're saying like running it like a business and like oh, having KPIs and things oh, that yeah. show how Knowing we're succeeding the and failing. Knowing you or... elected is actually doing their job. Oh, by the way, they collected how much money from you to get elected. Why yeah. the fuck aren't you pissed off? Well, I don't understand that, that this entire conversation does not make sense to me because they're not holding their leaders accountable it would be, you know, in business, it would be the equivalent of blaming the barista, right? It's like blaming the barista. No, it's not the barista that ultimately has to account for the success of the company, especially in, in our company, right? It's the owners, the founders, the executive team. Like we have to take responsibility for the entire company. And the further you go up, the more accountability you take on. You take on the entire accountability of the company. I don't understand. This is not, from my perspective, this is not even a conversation about the law enforcement officers out there. This is about your states and your cities not having the correct representation and leadership in place and not holding them accountable. And people should be, if they're going to go out and protest, they should be saying, what the fuck have you been doing, mayor? What the fuck have you been doing, governor? The Seattle governor, what a cop-out piece of it. The the Washington state governor. 
Did you guys see that shit? What a piece of living, lying shit. That guy, they, he was asked about Chaz, you know, the autonomous zone in Seattle up on Capitol Hill that everybody has heard about yeah. by this time. Like there's, a, there's, a, there's an old Chinese man in the middle of a village in remote China that doesn't speak English that has heard about fucking Chaz at this point, right? <laughs> and the governor of Washington State's like, I guess I don't know what you're talking about when he was asked about it. And it's like, you should be fired right there. Yeah, you, you, have, you have one of the most national things going on in, in, in your fucking state, let alone your, your, your biggest city, and you're going to claim that you don't know what's happening. You're a fucking moron. <laughs> Just walk into his office, start clearing out his fucking furniture, and say you're done. See you later. You know, we're, we'll come knock on your door once we analyze what the fuck you've been fucking up over here, and then we're going to hold you accountable for it. But nobody's out protesting the lack of oversight or insight from the governor to even understand what the fuck is happening in the single largest city in his state. Nobody's out there doing that. They're like, oh, hey, it's time to defund the police. This is like such a, a ridiculous conversation. When I say that, the defund the police conversation is so ridiculous. I'm not... I'm not even talking about the, 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 the entire Black Lives Matter movement. I'm just talking about this defund the police piece is I think it's, it's positive to, to a couple different degrees, which is I think that it's good for us to have a national conversation about how funded our police departments are. And then I also think that it's really good for people to kind of wake up and say, how much government encroachment do I want in my life? Are I think that's a realistic question for all of us to to ask and, are and answer. The people in charge doing their job. I mean, it takes me fucking two months or something like that to get a fucking permit to put a new toilet in my house. Really? Is that <laughs> is that the best use of our tax dollars don't even out get here? Into solar panels. Yeah. Don't even oh, get into water the- water collection in California. Uh, can't have yeah. the rain, dog. <laughs> Yeah, you can't have the rain. What is it if you if you turn on your solar panels before the city says you can, they will come and arrest you. Yeah. Really? Straight up. Yes. If you That's if you sweet. put in solar panels, depending on the on who the city. Who made that fucking law? <laughs> I'll tell you who. Because people with the they answer to the power companies pocket. because the power companies have essentially they've they paid to get our elected officials in office. They answer to that. They answer to the person that's been writing the checks to get elected. And I think that when we start to look at, you know, how laws are structured within the United States across the board, across 50 states, I, I, I hope what people do is they wake up and they say, you know what, I'm, I'm actually more conservative than I thought I was because it, the, the, a big premise of the conserv- conservative movement in America, I'm not talking about the Republican Party, is less government. Less government and government where it counts, not government where it doesn't fucking count, right? Like the ATF. I, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we look at all those. Yeah, laws. It, dude, it's, just, it's just like marijuana, man. It's like we're throwing yeah. people in jail for a fucking ounce of marijuana. Like, get the fuck out for of here. A long and then, time. Dude, right. Well, and then I the taxation on the taxpayers, deeper. the the fucking jail systems, and then you have to hire. It, it, I would like, tell everybody you were, you were a, a product of propaganda from the 1960s on to convince you that marijuana was this horrible fucking thing. Like we, we, were, we faced a massive propaganda campaign from our own government. Like – Wake the fuck up. Well, then you have like, all the lobbyists on Big Pharma. You have all the lobbyists in the tobacco, tobacco industry. Tobacco was king You then. have the lobbyists <laughs> you have in the alcohol industry because they don't want it. And it's like the people want it at least, at the very minimum, decriminalized. And the fact that it's 2020 and it's not is fucking ludicrous to me, let alone what I've seen treatment done through the veteran community for fucking PTS and anxiety and all these things that alcohol is not the fucking correct Answer path. Not even close. <laughs> You That's know. such a good comparison. Like, if you just look at tobacco versus marijuana, like, there's not really an upside to tobacco. Like, wh- where are we getting medical benefits with, with that substance, which we've allowed to exist and taxed the shit out of for a very long time? But marijuana is ostracized completely out of society when it actually has a ton of health benefits, when you can use hemp in an assortment of ways. Dude. Like, it, Goes back, it's probably tied to the money. Let alone oh, CBD, man, that shit just got legalized. Like CBD, it Every, helps with seizures. Yeah. It's like, uh, I, everyone is full of shit. <laughs> They're well, all like, full of shit. 
That's a great point. That's that's a great point. That's why I think that's why I really hope people roll out of bed and they're like, if this proves anything between COVID, like between what's happening right now with with riots across the United States and 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 literally across the world, is that our political leadership, they're incompetent, if not completely ego-driven and borderline moronic, we should not be forfeiting any more power or individual rights to incompetent, moronic people make decisions for us. It it shouldn't happen. About this specifically a few days ago where I said, if you want to visually see this about your elected officials, the impeachment was a perfect example yeah. You, the only person that decided to vote based on evidence that he saw and his opinion was Mitt Romney. That was the only right. person that didn't take sides. So when all the blue voted blue and all the red voted red, you right there should wake up and go, oh, this is all just a fucking game. Not it's what's, game. it's not about what's right. It's not about, I mean, these people were part of a trial. They were presented evidence. They were then offered a, a, a position to vote based on their opinion by themselves and they did not. And if we continue down this road of, oh, we're going to, we're going to barter trade and we're all going to band together and do this over here and we're all going to do this rather than improve and push the actual what is right and what our opinions are, then no, dude, we're fucked. Well, and there's, I think there's no critical analysis or thinking applied to any of these situations. I mean, that LTC class I just took, the dude told me a story about a guy that went through his class, had a legal firearm carry permit, didn't know his friend had put his gun in his bag, flew to California, got through TSA by who knows how in Texas, spent four or five days in uh, California, went to fly back. They found the pistol in TSA and spent four years in jail. Four oh, years? And you're just like, you fucking, fucking fucks, man. Here's a legal law-abiding citizen that made a mistake. Slap him on the wrist, Where's whatever the you got to do. fucking DA in this? Right. It, that's what I'm saying. Like, and you're like, you're going to allow that shit to happen. DA. It, it's, 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 and that's what we're going to invest our time, energy, and money in while there's fucking pedophiles raping kids in the street. And there's fucking, no. Like, no. Like, I, let's focus on the shit that matters. But... Okay. It's a game of power and money and political gain, and they want to make examples over things that they don't believe in or nor understand, and it's fucking ridiculous. And I don't know how to change it other than just complain on a podcast. Well, I mean, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're staring I, I the think we, of I think we can. And, uh, I mean, I think part of this is just having a, a – a, none of us are, are political aficionados, I don't think. But, I mean, at least we – we can talk about it and talk to people on the podcast. And, and we got ideas. You know? We have ideas. Sure. We have we have ideas that we can just shit out. I mean, most of them are probably ridiculous because we're a little bit ridiculous. But you know, it, it it's really infuriating to to your point to see a bunch of people give a shit about whether or not marijuana is legal and you know assigning task force and putting a bunch of money into the fucking anti drug or counter drug movement when we have people that are trafficking people and children. <laughs> and I want to see a, a unit like CAG or, you know, SEAL Team 6. Stood up. Waking. Yeah, I want to see these guys, black helicopters, surreptitious entry, putting barrels, like waking fucking pederasses up with barrels to their foreheads and spilling fucking brain matter. If we do that a few hundred times around the United States, Guess what? It's going to happen to our pedophilia. Fucking one, the population is going to go down. And two, fuck you if you think that that shit should be normalized. Oh You're my a fucking God. get weirdo. the fuck out like, of here. That, that is, garbage. I don't know who in the world thinks that that shit should be fucking that- normalized. <laughs> but we should be we should be arranging like CAG to be like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna cross train a bunch of dudes, and all they're gonna do is hunt fucking weirdos that prey on children. Yes. Okay. Why why can't we all as a society say? You know what? We want, We're all going to agree. That. When you're the governor of idea. Idaho, you're going to create We're, well, not this even, task force. Yeah, look, 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 <laughs> look at that. Look at the weight on Border Patrol that's having to worry about smuggling marijuana through the borders and stuff and like what that would do to 
the the cartels that are that are getting funded from the American public for a, a lot of these I think drugs that should be non-criminalized. I'm not saying everything, but definitely right. marijuana. And then you look at the time and energy and money we could invest in people that were like a mental health a, a assault where we're we're, we're Taking in consideration kids that are posting on Facebook, I'm going to shoot up my school. My mom has an AK, like indicators of 30, massive tragedy that's about to happen that we just <laughs> fucking roll a cold shoulder to yeah. every single time because we're worried about throwing the dude that accidentally took a pistol through TSA. What the fuck? The, the, yeah, you want to incriminate the police and, uh, and two yeah. inquiries to the FBI yeah. on one of the school shooters, and it's and we just and then like guns you, are the problem. Yeah, you fucking pieces of shit. You fucking yeah. pieces of shit. You're you could have saved lives. Yeah, yeah. It's, you're all full well, of shit. We're not focusing on any of the important things. No, no. Like, I, I I pulled up when when I was in like I everybody just wants much. a new iPhone, Logan. That's it. That's all anybody well, no, actually no. cares about. Cares about. <laughs> they yeah, want the new iPhone. Everything else, they're full of shit. <laughs> in San Antonio, like I pulled up the the sex offender registry, like you guys know where I'm live. I'm like in this in San Antonio proper, and like, dude, it's everywhere. Like every fifth house, there's a sex offender, and I'm like, and you guys want to take like have a discussion about taking guns away? We're like, fuck you, man. Like, yeah. this is a normal neighborhood, and it's rampant. Like, well, especially on the back end I, of I don't like, like my girlfriend walking the dog, like. Yeah. I don't like that that's part of my thought process. Well, in the back end of this defund the police bullshit, right? I mean, most of us, like Jared and I live so far away. Dude, it's going to take a police officer 40 minutes to respond to a call at my house. Right. And so the expectation is for me to be completely ill-armed, especially as a public figure in my fucking house. Like the lunacy associated with that statement is mind-boggling My to M14 me. and I the sensors on my gate handle that for me. <laughs> yes, because you took responsibility in your own life, and that's the thing. It's like, I, and how do you? Yeah, how there's do you no responsibility. These, these fucking politicians that are writing this shit that have their hired fucking bodyguards to understand that. Guess what? Not the whole population's rich like you fucks. A lot of us live by ourselves and only have ourselves to protect ourselves. And what's stopping three fucking kim- criminals that are going to come in and try to fucking steal my shit between me and them? It's going to be me with a fucking AR knowing where my drywall places to my front door. I'm going to plug these motherfuckers. Hopefully, I don't have to shoot them. But if it requires escalation of force to deadly force, I will implement that and be alive. And I will kiss my wife in the fucking lips after it and not be dead. How many times? Um, probably two to the mouth, couple to the vagina. Okay, there you go. You yeah. Know, yeah, there it's, it a good, it's a good pre-workout. Push, push yeah. juice. Just double tap each. ba 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 Maybe a little button there. Who knows? <laughs> I, I think. I think they're just. I, that's what I think. Is I think that they have this this sideshow distraction because if they keep the population distracted with a bunch of bullshit, yeah. right? Over so and we're 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 gonna we're gonna pick up a few topics. We're gonna divide the country between the Republican and the Democrats. And if people just realized that above. The Republican and the Democrats, there are corporations. And those corporations, essentially, you've got Silicon Valley represented on one side. You've got the other corporation. oil, power. And so pharma, oil, Silicon Valley. But what they've done is it's it's a pretty good plan because what they've done is they've said, we're going to divide along these lines and we're going to speak to this specific demographic. But we're going to pass legislation to keep all these fucking people – bogged down with bullshit and angry about abortion where don't get me wrong it's, i don't agree it's like i don't a, agree it's with like it. a class system they've created they've they've, they've they created they want to keep you distracted yeah. so when the bankers that completely fucked up our economy in 2008 when they when they completely fucked up our economy by a a bunch of illegal unethical shit when the bankers do that we're also forced to bail them out because they want to keep us nice and distracted with a bunch of bullshit little stuff that we have to divide the country over because then we won't focus in on them and say, why are there not a thousand bankers in jail right now rotting for their fucking unethical behavior that they knew was wrong? It was illegal and it was wrong. Why did we bail out to the tune of trillions of dollars on and that? And no one was fired. Nobody was fired. Hey, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna invade up. the country of Iraq. We're gonna invade the country of Iraq on weapons masses on WMD charges. Fine, none of them. And oh, by the way, nobody gets fired or put in jail. <laughs> How 
in the fuck does that happen? <laughs> well, it's, it's a fairly simple... Like, how does it happen? It's a, it's a simple theory that I think a lot of us have lost sight on. It's like, if I play, pay an employee, then like you said, there's key performance indicators, there's criteria that I judge on his uh, employment agreement and what his task condition standards are. And if they're not held to that, they're fired, right? That's how employment works. And taxpayers were paying politicians and all these people to work for us. They work for us. We pay their fucking bills. And yet we just like there randomly is, forget no, about holding them accountable. There is a and then we ceiling blame, of accountability. Like accountability well, yeah, they're above it. They're above the law. To a certain level. It. And then after that, it's like, oh, no, I can, I can manipulate and be unethical and I can do whatever the fuck I want. And the, the public – needs to come together and do that. Like the one thing, you know, right before they had formed Chaz, that, Is that, it really called that Chaz? Mob, yeah, it's called yeah, Chop it now, I think. It's, I yeah, think they've voted on a new name. Todd or Chud. Chud. I think it's Chud, Chud. maybe. Chud. I don't know. Wait, hey, do, do you think I can, I will go out there and try to fucking sneak in, can I? No, you would, they we would put, sniff you, you out. You do not look, look right. Dude, you, you dude I would right. dress the part. I would put on the Riley accent. Your shoulders are too wide, bro. Before they informed Chaz, they had marched to the to to the mayor's building and essentially was calling for the mayor to be fired. I agree with that. That was yeah, great. So do I. Every city that rioted should have done that. March to the mayor's fucking house and say, You're out. We're going to put somebody new in because you failed and look at this fucking mess that is that is here right now. But now, you know, obviously they're full of shit. So they started Chaz and it's a total fucking shit show mess over there. They can't even they, – I don't even know if they know what they're doing. I What Chaz <laughs> reminds me of or Chud or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, let's just call it Chud. I like that. Let's just call it Chud. 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 It's what? Chup? Chud. We're just okay, going to call it Chud. Okay, Chud. So – what it reminds me of is when I was a kid, we we had this farmhouse right next door to, to our house. And we used to go and play fort and in this yeah. old abandoned barn. And we'd make up our own rules. And it was a fun little <laughs> fucking game, right? <laughs> but we would come home and we would have to eat. And we would get in trouble if we broke something over there. But it was like... But it was super fun and imaginative to 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 think that you had your own kind of sub society that was right next door but at the end of the day i still had to answer to my parents right these guys don't have a fucking like they do not have a pipe dream of reality no. when it comes to this it's chud doesn't have an blocks. air force chud doesn't have no, tanks. Well, what my my thought when this with this <laughs> was was like what we should do with this this would be a great experiment is go great Habit. United States Have is declaring fun. war on chess. <laughs> but no, no. What I what I'd say is like, great. Here you go. You can have it. There's no more support. We bail out the businesses that are there. We 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 pull the people out that want to be like that want to leave there. And then we say, great. But this is the only autonomous zone in the United States. And oh, by the way, there are going to be a bunch of people that want to have that. So you're going to have armed militias that are coming in from outside of the United States <laughs> and inside the United States are like, fuck that. We're taking it. I want that. We're wanting it. I want that. So then they're going to be like, well, shit, I'm going to have to get a military. I'm going to have to get some law enforcement because then, wait a minute, they're going to probably try to infiltrate here. So we're going to have to get like undercover people in here that are going to you know, act like they're, they're, they're part of Chaz, but they're going to be here collecting on the people. And then we want to be able to pull up their server history anytime we want. You know, it's a slippery slope, but it all, it all devolves to the point where what you're trying to do is, one, it's ridiculous. Two, you're putting up borders. You're instituting law enforcement officers, oh, by the way, that don't have any training in civil yeah. rights whatsoever. <laughs> a bunch of kids and you're handing out rifles and doing a bunch of random ass bullshit that have zero training now. So now you've gone from police officers that have experience on the job, that have, there's a vetting cycle for education and fitness and character. intellect yeah. and all these things. Yeah, character, polygraphs. Like you've got this institution 
of selection and a history of selecting good officers within probably the city of Seattle. And now you're going, this in our autonomous zone, we're just going to give this to Mike. Well, Mike might be a three-time felon and he's like a little bit fucking wonky because he's on 12 different meds and now he can't get them in Chaz. I don't yeah, fucking but aren't know. they going to be focused on creating first their, their own power and water? Because, I mean, I, we're cutting that off, you know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a, it's, it's a ridiculous Well, South, South Park did an episode on that. It's, it's, oh, they did? Yeah, it's really funny when they're like, dude, so, like, we could have people that, like, are solely in charge of, like, making us food. And the kids in South Park are like, so you mean, like, chefs, right? No, 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 not like that. But then we could have also people that have guns and, like, protect us. And he's like... So police officers, right? Like, like they're, they're just like starting from ground zero in this idea that that everybody's Dumb. gonna fucking they're be all cool. full of shit. Yeah, I think the Chaz <laughs> autonomous zone. They need to move with the mayor of Seattle to somewhere, and they can all just be somewhere. Yeah, just let's go, give them just, an island. Like, let's give them an island called Dumb Fuck Island, and then all these people with their idiot fucking bullshit can just move there. Yeah, yeah. It, I think if only thing that that if we can get anything out of our conversations here is that if people would just take more accountability in the sense of these are our elected officials, they work for us. You, you, every two to four years, you have the ability to go down, cast a vote and fire people when they're stupid and they're fucked up. You can fire them. And if they really fuck up before then you can probably fire them before that. Yeah. You can call for another election, right? So I don't see this as a bad thing long-term. I actually see this as a way for the, 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 our communities to bind together on this idea that politicians are fucking dumb. We can't trust them. We can't continue to forfeit our rights to these people that write legislation for corporations because Democrat or Republican... Sorry, folks. I hate to fucking tell you, they both work for the fucking for the same the same entities, and it's not us. By the way, it's not us. They don't work for us. They pass fucking legislation to get a sideshow distracted with bullshit, so we can't focus on the real things that matter and hold people really accountable. I'd love to see our taxes if we wouldn't fucking bail out massive corporations and continue to fucking drive trillions of dollars into the military industrial complex for fucking stupid fucking wars don't get me wrong i participated in those but i also agree with a certain section of the narrative that's like we can't be the international police police force our strategic enemies are passing us like china is passing us because we've been distracted in the middle east for fucking two decades china is a real problem it is a strategic threat russia is a strategic threat Sorry, Iraq, Syria, they're not strategic threats. We can fucking eliminate those guys, like literally, if we wanted to, at the snap of a finger. But long participating wars of occupation are only, in my mind, about transferring fucking wealth from the taxpayer to the military industrial complex. That's truly what these things are all about. And after a couple decades of fucking kicking around watching the fraud, waste, and abuse and the way that we fucking fight wars in Central Asia and the Middle East, I think that I can speak to it relatively well. Like When you mount large-scale wars of occupation and you're not eliminating the threat that existed and you're just participating in this fucking long, drawn-out drain on the American taxpayer, that's wrong. Well, like, American li- long- and American lives too, right? That's more important you, than money. Well, yeah. That's... But I, I think they're hand in glove because if there's if you don't have the money, you can't deploy the fucking troops because there's no petroleum to fucking fly the planes. But when there's a real strategic threat, you know, not having our our industry in the United States is a strategic threat to the United States. If COVID proved anything to us, it was that. If we don't have and maintain internal U.S.-made manufactured goods and the ability to manufacture things and we outsource that shit to the lowest bidder, that's not our fault. That's poor legislation that is incentivized outsourcing manufacturing. That is a fucking problem for the United States. And hopefully people wake up and they're going, you know what? We have real enemies. They come 
at the they come with large economies and a long term plan to defeat democracy and a democratic republic. They come with that. The terrorism, when I look at terrorism and the global war on terrorism anymore, I say, yes, we have to go every country. And I do agree with the principle of international, uh, an international uh, presence, JSOC element, yes, that allows us to penetrate borders and eliminate people that want to take us out. I absolutely do. But you can't have billions of people in China that are, pro- that, that, that digest massive amounts of anti-American propaganda generation after generation after generation, and then continue to economically incentivize our ties when they have huge human viol- human rights, rights violations. violations yeah. Like this is, it's ridiculous to me that people talk about, you know, we can't incentivize industry within the urban areas because there's not enough money. Now there's enough money. You can do it. It's just a matter of whether or not you want to pay for that, for that, or not pay for that. And when I say that, it's like we we just found a couple trillion dollars in our fucking couch cushions in about three weeks for COVID, <laughs> right? We just like found that shit in our couch cushions. We loaned that money. But when it really matters to the American manufacturer and the American jobs, American, um, when it's when it comes to brass tax Americans, regardless of whether or not you live in rural or urban areas. This is a big problem and they've continued to be bought and sold, meaning politicians have been continued to bought and sold by big corporations that will increase their profit margins. They're driving P&Ls on fractions of a point for the S&P 500. They're completely incentivized in an incorrect and disproportionate way. That's my diatribe for the day. Well, I like it. That's that. That is it. We're dropping the mic. Oh, what? How do we, we are, oh, they're on shit. mic stands. Oh, shit. Well, all right. We'll just simulate. Mic drop. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. This was yeah, fun. Yeah, thanks a lot. Oh, that was it. That was a quick oh. show. All right. I know. That was We're quick. Hour eight. Oh, wow. Hour oh, eight. Look at blue.